Hello, welcome to another podcast of Coffee with My White Friend. You are sitting with Jackie and Jonita, and um, tonight, Jonita and I actually are sitting on my living room floor, surrounded mm-hmm. by grading. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, the life sorting of papers. Teachers. Yeah. yeah, sorting papers. Paper. Yeah, it's crazy tonight. Uh-huh. So we are not at the coffee shop. We are on the living room floor, drinking Mountain Dew and sorting out papers to grade. Um, but one thing has come up that we just really got fired up about. Yeah, I have to tell you guys. I have to talk to you guys today. We have to talk. We have to talk. This is, and this is so, like, yeah, we got to talk. <laughs> Jonita, what happened? What happened this week, Jonita, when you went to the CVS? Okay, so, um, this is not the first time. If, if you follow me on Twitter, you know this is not the first time that I've had this problem with CVS. Um, with um, getting my ADHD meds filled. I, I have ADHD. I'm very vocal about that. That's not a secret. Anybody who knows me, if you know me, you you know that there's that it's there. Um, so, and just so we yeah. can say, before we get off that, if you have ADHD, please look at this as a superpower. You oh, yeah. have the ability to do so much more than a brain that does not have ADHD. I just, I'm in awe of that brain structure. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I have that too. No, no, no reframe no, no, that. No, 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 no. Oh my gosh, I have that too. It's so awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I would not be able to do a nearly a fraction of what I do without my ADHD superpowers. As a matter of fact, with my kids, we call it a superpower. So, no, I'm not. The ADHD is not the problem here, people. The no, problem it's not. is, is the, the racist people who are at this pharmacy. Yes. Um, they because, are the problem. Yes, that's the problem. Not the ADHD. No, but I knew it wasn't a problem with you. I just want to make sure that people who might be feeling bad about themselves, oh, no, 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 that no. they understand that no. we know it's not. No, it's not you. It's dealing with the neuroatypicals out there mm-hmm. who have, like, nothing going on with their brains and think that they're superior to us. Those are, they're the problems because we're the superheroes here, okay? Yes. Um, so, I went in today to get my Adderall. Mm-hmm. Um, and was told that, um, that I couldn't get my Adderall filled again. Now, this is not the first time that I go and walk in there and here, there's a problem with feeling your, your medication. So I went in knowing there's going to be, I'm, I went in with the attitude of what's it going to be this week? <laughs> yeah. Background on that. I've been diagnosed, um, with ADHD for five plus years. It's, it's been several Years. I remember um, you talking to me about it when we were like w- you, grad school before yeah, grad school. It was, it was before it was just before grad school I was diagnosed. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to say seven years. Um, one part of ADHD is we ha- cannot have we don't have any concept of time. So you know I'm going to say ballpark in about seven years. Been going to that CVS since I've lived in this town, which has been 16 years. Okay. <laughs> Um, so... And it's a small town. They should know you. 30,000 people. Hello. Okay. They should know you. And it's the neighborhood CVS. So we, I go in with my kids. We walk, we bike, and we walk up. We will go in just to buy a Gatorade and come out. Or they will have their money they earn and they want to go get a treat. We go to the CVS to get a, you know, their little candy or whatever. So you're talking, you're going down to the corner store... That's basically... To get your prescription. That's basically what it is. And yep. so... Um, 
And, and But these people, every month, they, they treat me basically like I'm some kind of junkie. So today he's like, he this the, the pharmacist asked me um, my name and my address and my birth date. And I give him all, all those information. He goes, we don't have anything for you. I don't have you in my system. Are you new? You're asking me who comes here so often that you know i know when your sales are on and i could probably tell you what's in your clearance aisle you're telling me that you're asking me if i'm new if i'm new no i'm not new and so i'm i'm standing there and i'm like no i'm not new i'm here every day i'm keeping my composure mm -hmm. i've got the code switch on because why people why do i have to do that because if i turn into the aggressive snapping on him saying why the hell do you if, if I'm, I'm all of a sudden i'm the aggressive black woman and they're calling the cops exactly so i didn't have on my blazer i didn't have on my makeup I didn't have on my, you know, my teacher professor persona. I did not have on my reporter persona. I had on my, you know, mommy's, you know, mommy yoga pants t-shirt. That's what I was going wearing. to pick up medicine. Going to pick at up medicine CVS. at CVS. Look, and right. so um, that that was it. And so I had to keep my code switch on. And I told him, <laughs> I'm not here. I come here all the time. Can you look again? At that same moment, there's a text message hits my phone from the CVS that I'm standing in telling me that my prescription is ready at that location. And I, I, I get the text. I, I look at my phone. And as I'm looking at my phone, this guy's telling me, well, maybe it's at another store. So I just turned my phone around. And I said, this just came in. And, and he takes my phone, takes my phone to look at it. Right, like he has any right to touch your oh yeah yeah several yeah, hundred dollar kinda, cell phone yeah he just but he has to see it himself because you know of course I'm not telling the truth um and then he so he goes typing keys again he asks for my again my birth date and my name and my address and my phone number and um and I give him all this information he goes oh oh well your birth date's wrong why is your birthday wrong in my mind. I'm saying it's not my system. I don't know why my birthday's wrong. I'm not it's not my computer. I don't even know <coughs> how you how is it my fault that right. my birthday is wrong? He how is your birthday wrong? How are you asking me how my birthday is wrong in your system? What comes out of my mouth is I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just I don't I, know, I, dude. There's probably some kind of attitude in that but at that point I was just like uh, I don't know. <laughs> And, you know, um, so he goes, well, the birthday is, and he goes with the birthday and he's like, well, why is that birthday in there? I was like, oh, that's my husband's birthday. Well, why is his birthday in there? And at that point I say, it's not my system. I don't know. <laughs> and he, he goes, well, we, we have to have, well, the way this works, he, so he starts telling me the way insurance works. Oh, so now he has to mansplain insurance to you, even oh, though yes, you're 39 years old that. and you've had insurance for how long? Yeah, I know. So now we got the mansplainer we, who's also prejudiced. Mm -hmm. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we have okay. to have that. Yeah, yeah, we got to so have he, that. So I cut him off and I said, last month we had problems, February. In January we had problems, December we had problems. Same thing with this insurance, with, allegedly with this insurance. Every month it's something. What can I do this month to get my Adderall? He goes, well... Um, Adderall is a scheduled two uh, substance. 
And so we need to have all of our information exactly the way it's it, exactly on screen. It needs to be correct. So if they got the wrong birthday in here, I'm not supposed to give you the schedule two substance. Okay. Oh, for crying out loud. At that point. You my, think I'm going to go sell it on the corner. Yeah. At that, at that point, I'm like, I'm rolling my eyes. Okay. But, you know, I'll, I'll help you out this one time. You just need to call your insurance and make sure you get this fixed. Right. I'm going to do your job for you. Yeah. Now, last month when I went in, they couldn't fill my, my, my prescription. Um, why? Because they couldn't. They put my birth date in and the insurance wasn't taking it. Why isn't the insurance not taking my birth date? Why is, why is the insurance not taking your birth date is what I was asked. I don't know. It's not my system. <laughs> right. It's not my, I'm not, I don't know. Do you need me to jump, jump the counter and go back there and figure it out for you? I guess. Because evidently I'm more educated than you. That was the, the freaking problem. So I got on the phone with my husband who this had been, and the month before that, the insurance wasn't taking it. Why is the insurance not taking it? I don't know. They won't cover it. It's. Why won't they cover it? I called and made sure this was covered underneath the insurance. Right. Well, they're not covering it because it was something else wrong with it. Okay, what? so what? Do you want, do you need me to call a number or something? Oh, they had, there was like a wrong RX number. Or so, there was some wrong number or something on there. Oh, we'll, we'll go ahead and fill it for you this time, but you need to get that worked on fixed or whatever. My husband calls the insurance back then um, and and tells them, okay, this is what the problem is. And so they figure out there was there was a problem where, for some reason, his birth date and mine were showing up together. Um, got it worked on, got it fixed, and, and whatever. But for three months, this has been following me. Last month, he had the insurance company call the pharmacy. Um, this month, he called. He says he's going to call HR tomorrow and have them call the pharmacy. Um, next month we're going to have him go and see if he can get it filled with no problem. Oh yeah. He'll get it filled with no problem. Oh yeah. He's a white guy. Yeah. And, oh, we know. We know. We're just doing this as just to kind of proof for all the naysayers out there because I posted this on Twitter and of course I got, well, you know, that's right about the birth date and you know, basically the questions about context. What was the context? What was hap What else was happening? What else was going on? Because no, it couldn't have been just you, them giving you a hassle because you were black. No. And so this, and I told, and I'm telling you, you know what, seven plus years I've had a year where, um, they wouldn't, they almost called the police on me <laughs> because oh, they thought I was new at that point too. Um, they almost called the police on me. This was a couple years ago because I had written prescriptions and they wouldn't take all three of them. My, my doctor gave me all three. They wouldn't take all three of them. According to the law, I'm supposed to give them a, a special one each month individually. And so my doctor wrote me three. Well, apparently I gave them the wrong month at some point. And there I was in January trying to give him a script for November. And they swore and down that was a sign of fraud or theft. And I'm like, no, if I'm standing in January giving you the November script, then the December and January scripts should already be in your system because they were filled here. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, it's, it's something every month when I go to these people, every month, um, sometimes <laughs> they put my prescription back because I never came to pick it up. Well, they never gave me notification. It was ready to be picked up. I mean, or, 
yeah, it's, it's, it's always something when I go in there and it, and it's always them giving me an education on schedule two substances and how serious they are and how they're going to help me out this one time. Which is completely uncalled for. Mm-hmm. So there was a period of time. Oh, and, and I want to add in that when I told Jackie this, when I told Jackie this, um, because this is coffee with my white friend. And so I'm speaking to all you white women out there, the white friends. When I told her about this, the first thing out of her mouth was outrage. How could they? How dare they? It wasn't, well, what? Well, how? Well, she didn't question anything I said. She didn't try to put some kind of spin on it or some kind of context context to it. She didn't try to look for some underlying way that this could not be racism. No, she believed her black friend first. Just want to put that out there. Which I think is so... Which I think is so important because um, we have experiences where we things don't happen to us because of race, right? Does that even make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I had a period of time, I'm trying to think exactly how many years it was. I think it was three years where I was on, I was on Oxycontin for four to six, every four to six hours. For like three years for my lupus like that's what it was and I went in I had a note I had a note from my doctor that I kept in my purse that gave me permission to have the oxy on me if I ever got pulled over I was instructed to never tell anybody I was on this medication because I would get robbed um, or get beat up or who knows like you know they put the fear of God in me so nobody knew I was on it. Never once, never once did I ever have an issue getting this highly potent prescription grade heroin. Not right. once, not once did I ever. And I was married and my husband's birth date was in the system because guess what he was the guarantor of the insurance yeah that's what the same thing here mm -hmm. like insurance pharmacists are not stupid they know this stuff when you go in so here i am white lady going in to pick up my prescription grade heroin never not once ever have an issue never once was i ever told what schedule opioid this was never once was i ever told you know you could get addicted to this never once mm -hmm. never once was i given a lecture about my usage of said drug mm -hmm. not never once in three years i was on it every four to six hours driving driving on it parenting on it yeah there was only one time there was one time where my lupus, my pain was so, so, so bad. The oxy wasn't touching it. And my mom had to take me into the emergency room because we literally thought my ribs were cracking under the pressure. And, um, wow. yeah, it was really bad. And when I went in, they, um, they said to me, clearly you're not drug seeking. 
Oh. Oh. How nice. How is it? How am I clearly? I'm not drug seeking. I'm on Oxy. You know. I told you when I took my last dose that it's not doing anything. They gave me the morphine, but this was the kicker. They had to give me so much morphine that I became, I became like the zoo animal in the cage. Everybody kept walking by. Nurses from different floors found out about how much morphine I was on. They all were coming in looking at me because evidently I was on the amount of morphine that it should have put me, like it should have made me unconscious for like at least a week. And I was wide awake talking, drinking water, like feeling finally not in pain. So everyone was looking like, oh my gosh, she really is in a lot of pain. Oh my gosh, she really is. Like she has that much pain because look at her. Like it just touched never once. I was on so yeah. much morphine. It yeah. would have put somebody who didn't have the amount of pain I was dealing with, it would have put them unconscious for a week. Never yeah. once did they say anything about me being drug seeking. Right. Never once. So mm-hmm. that's why I can say this is not bullshit context. Mm-hmm. This is not bullshit context. Well, and I know even with my husband, he's white and he will he's gone in before. He's he's had multiple he's he's got a disability. He's had had a car accident when he was 18, so he's got like multiple like artificial parts. My kids call him bionic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, mom has the ADHD superpower and dad has metal parts. So they think that we're just, you know, cool that we're just cool superhuman <laughs> parents. Um but uh he goes in and it was when it I believe it was when he had a surgery, had his, he's pulled a, his a muscle in his shoulder maybe. But anyway, we go in and he's telling the pharmacist, you know, no, I don't need the oxy. I'll just take the other medication they gave me because the oxy doesn't work. I got a high tolerance for pain because I've been on pain meds all my life. And I mean, well, all of my adulthood and, um, the doctor gives it to him anyway, says, <laughs> well, just take these right. just in case, just in case, just in case. Just in case. And I'm thinking now, I'm doubting that he actually had an active script for it. I'm like, I'm thinking that they either went back and and requested one from the doctor or somehow finagled a script somehow. Because when we put it in, he only put in for the one medication and not the oxy because it doesn't work. So this white man goes into the pharmacy, gets what he needs, and then he's also given a couple oxy under the counter. Because you're going to need it. Because you're going to need it. Meanwhile... My friend, Jonita, can't even get her ADHD medicine without being grilled. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Well, not every time. It, it happens. It, I can't go a year without it happening. We'll just say that. That's insane. It's yeah. so irritating. And I do want to stress, too, like white people. Okay. So I know, I know, I know the thought, right? I know the thought. It does maybe it's not about race. Maybe it was that she went in there with yoga pants on and blah 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 blah. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about classism. Let's go there. So when I go to the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. I go to the doctor for my lupus, I dress up. Because I know there's classism. I know there's classism. Yeah. I know that if I walk into my rheumatologist, my pulmonologist, my cardiologist, my neurologist. I know that if I walk in there and I've got a full face of makeup on and I've got my hair nice, I've got my nails done, and I'm in nice business casual clothes, or even a skirt, like, you know, what I wear to teach in, skirt, shirt, yeah, hose, nice shoes, yeah. whatever, nice shoes, I'm going to get treated better than if I went in 
in yoga pants and a t-shirt with no makeup and my hair up in a messy bun. Like, I know that because guess what? I'm an adult and I have figured this out. Mm-hmm. So, okay, but we can cut that. Like, we know ev- anybody on this planet, regardless of your skin oh, color. Oh, yeah, it happens to all of us. Everybody yeah. on this planet deals with classism. Everybody on the planet can cut classism just like that. Just put the diamond ring on and walk in. And, yes, my mother did teach me that diamond rings are cultural currency. As mm-hmm. much as we don't want to admit it, if I walk in someplace and I've got a big old diamond ring on my finger... You are more than likely to know that I have money than if I don't wear a diamond yep. ring. So, here's a little tip: go and buy like one of those, um, one of those fake diamond rings over at Walmart. Yeah, yeah, and then you just wear that, and like for the brief time that you're in front of people, they won't even know it's fake. Yeah. But all of a sudden, they're gonna listen to you because we listen to money. Mm-hmm. So you play the game. You play the game. This was not about a game. No. Because this, this was not about classism. At all. Because I'm going to tell you, when I went in there and they almost called the cops on me because of the fraudulent script, just because the date was November instead of January, I, w- I had just gotten off work as a professor. I had on my blazer. I had on my nice boots. I had on my f- makeup. I had my hair put up in a respectable manner. Um, and so I was no threat to anyone. And I still, I kept the code switch up. So I was yeah. no threat um, full everything and still, still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was drug seeking. Drug seeking. And, and mind you. Okay. So I'm going to tell you guys what I did. I went on Twitter. I got pissed and I went on Twitter and I talked about this and, um, CVS reached out and they said they're going to call me tomorrow about this. So we'll keep you posted on how this happened and how this works out. Um, but I put on there, because I went and looked it up. Do you know who the the uh, average uh, the average age demographic is for the average person? Okay, let's not talk about even dealing Adderall. Let's talk about abusing Adderall. You know who the abuser of Adderall is? White dudes. 18 to 25. Hmm. White dudes. I, have, I just want to let you know too, Jonita. White people don't like that term dealing. It makes white people feel like oh, they're yeah. um, they're doing something inappropriate. So I really okay, feel like but- sharing, sharing, um, sharing Adderall, or um, maybe doing some sort of barter system for the Adderall might be something like if I need to share my okay, prescription let me, with a friend. Let me, let me let's pull- not call it dealing. Okay. So, but but to that, I have to pull out this whole spiel I was given about the class two substance. The Schedule 2 substance. I know, but this is why, Jonita. It's illegal. I know, but Jonita, this is why this is why we have an opioid crisis on our hands right now uh-huh. and why it's not criminal. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I'm I'm being totally facetious here, so yeah. please, yeah, everyone I know. know. I'm being, the look on there, like, like, I'm being it's totally like facetious, funny. but, it's like, really funny. like, we have to keep in mind yeah. that when we need to keep, we need to keep white people protected. Because you don't want to hurt feelings. I know. We have to keep them all just so protected and just like swaddled up in their little blankets. So but it's black a crisis. Can take it, huh? We can take it. Oh. Is that what it is? Is that yeah. what it is? I can take it. So you can talk to me about fraud. You can use the words fraud, theft, dealing, schedule to illegal mm-hmm. felony. Exactly. In a conversation with me. 
Because right. black women, we can take it. We're sturdy. We're strong. We can, we can put you in fear. Put me in fear. No, you didn't put me in fear. You pissed me off. Um, so that's what you did. Um, and the thing is, um, my white husband <laughs> is talking about calling a lawyer. Um, so, so yeah, they've got that to deal with too. Um, that's another thing too. When, when you've got, um, a white guy, when the white guys finally see what a black woman goes through and how context <laughs> is not a part of it, they get really pissed off. And when they get really pissed off, they use their white privilege for good, amazing things. Oh my God. That's in a whole nother story, the whole nother podcast, all the ways that my husband's used his white privilege for, to help out his black family. So we'll have to go there. Mm -hmm. Those are we some do. interesting stories. We do. So the key takeaways that we want people to be aware of is number one, I know, I know this is a thing that we have to say, but whenever you are listening to someone tell their story, no matter who you are, no matter mm -hmm. what race you are, when you start saying, I don't know if that really happened, or you start making excuses for the other person, mm -hmm. well, are you sure? Because I wonder if maybe this is what they were really thinking, or maybe it was because of this. Okay, when you deny somebody their experience, mm -hmm. that is called gaslighting. It is. And that is a form of mental abuse. It is. So unless that person has a bona fide diagnosis of paranoid schizophrenia or delusions for you to deny somebody their experience for you to invalidate what they walk mm -hmm. is a form of mental abuse so yes. it do not do not ever say to an individual <laughs> Oh, I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure they didn't mean that. I'm sure that wasn't it. No. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. Period, point blank. That is what happened. So this is the experience that Jonita had. And never in a million years would I ever say, well, I don't know about that. I'm sure he was a very nice older white man. No. <laughs> no. So key takeaway number one. Never invalidate somebody's experience, no matter who, especially when they're discussing a social construct, especially when it comes down to race, especially when it comes down to gender, especially when it comes down to sexual orientation, especially when it comes down to gender. Like these are things that we must protect as a society. So do not gaslight identity at all. At all. At Ever. all. Never Ever. gaslight identity at all. Period. Yeah, in my in my classroom, we talk a lot about racial issues, and actually next week we're going to do a thing on privilege. And one of the first rules I teach my students is you never question lived experience. Never. never. Because the thing is, you're calling this person a liar. Exactly. Do you want me to call you a liar? This is basically what you're telling me. You're calling me a liar. Yeah. That's all, and no matter no matter of hemming and hawing, or I'm just saying, or I just all I meant to do, or none of that, uh, none of that says does anything because you just told me that my lived experience is not true. That means I had to have lied about it, right? And that also means I don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore. Exactly. Goodbye. So I'll be cordial to you, 
Yeah. We can work side by side if we work together, mm-hmm. but never again will I attempt to befriend you because you have just demonstrated yourself as unsafe. Oh, do we have time for me to talk about the, the white friend I had that I unfriended? <gasps> do we have time to talk about that? I don't think I've even told you about this. You have. I have. You have. Yeah, I, I have gone there. You me. have yeah. because it was kind of a big thing. Well, yeah, it was a big we deal. are going to definitely tape it for a next another podcast okay. um, and talk about it because it is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're at 28 minutes, so okay. we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up and, and do another one. So, everybody, we are... Um, Jonita and Jackie and our podcast, Coffee with My White Friend. Mm-hmm. If there's any topics that you want us to discuss, and maybe you are afraid to ask questions of your black friend or of your white friend. Yeah. Right? So if you're afraid to ask questions, if you're wanting to know, okay, so I my my friend did say this to me and I don't want to gaslight them, but I'm cu- I'm concerned or I'm this or I'm that. Bring it to us. I'm afraid that if I say this it'll be the wrong thing or maybe yes. is this a racist thing? I yes. I've had a lot of people, I've had a lot of my friends come to me and ask, "Well, if I do this, is this racist?" And it's like and I and, and I I will tell you. I will I mean, I won't judge you because I know that a lot I mean, there's it's a lot, especially if you're just learning. Yes. If you've not been around black people all your, I mean, it, it's a lot. And I understand. Jackie understands. So, Absolutely. Yeah, and we I, got you. And I think one of the things, too, is just you saying, I don't know if this is racist or not. That's huge. That's huge. That's so huge. That is good. Just so, you admitting that, you know, you don't know is a major, major deal. So, yeah, ask us. We don't care. No. Um, as a matter of fact, we're going to be uploading my... <laughs> 10 ways that you know what, what was it 10 ways that you that you know if you to know if your black friend is really your black friend right um so i know i know uh some of you out there may have read some of the things that have been coming out in the past couple of years and you're like i don't know if we're really friends or not yes that's a i mean that's a valid question to ask yourself okay so do not belittle yourself for asking that question but once you read through my 10 things that i wrote i want you to try to to reach out to that person now that you know Maybe you find out that we're not, that you're not friends with that person. Well, maybe it's time for you to start doing some of those 10 things to bridge that gap, bridge, bridge that gap. Yeah. Bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to be launching our website probably in the next couple weeks. And once we have that all launched, then we'll do a special podcast reveal yeah. and you'll know exactly where you need to send stuff to and all of that. But for now you can find us on Twitter a coffee with my white friend. You can find us on Instagram, coffee with my white friend, and just DM us and ask us what you need to ask us. And we are there for you. Yes. The best way that we can start to mm, attack this horrible demon called racism is in relationship. Mm-hmm. So that is the best way that we can really attack this thing. Is is all the marches are great. All the all the Twitter twittables are great. All of the articles are great, but the best way that we can really attack it is through relationship. Yes. So that's what this podcast is designed is designed for, um, is 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 that attacking racism through relationship. So um, have a great night, everybody, and we can't wait to talk again soon. Bye bye. Bye.